everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of More Than Us. Today is September the 30th. It is Wednesday. Um, this episode, we wanted to do a, a post-election um, analysis. You know, yesterday was a big day. The first debate between President Donald Trump and Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. So I brought together a few uh, friends of mine, a few good friends of mine that I talk policy with from time to time. Uh, Ramses, uh, Jalita, and Diamond. Uh, so this next segment will be us, you know, giving our thoughts, kind of running through um, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, just discussing everything in that regard. So check it out. Obviously, 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 this election uh, is going to be pretty interesting. But thank you guys for for joining the show. I know it's pretty late here. Uh, Jalita, I appreciate you coming from the West Coast. I know it's not mm-hmm. as late, but um, yeah. So we all just finished watching debate number one. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to get some candid thoughts on, you know, like your take on what just happened, man. Like, I feel like the debate went in so many different directions. Um, so many people were tuned into this, anticipating this after the campaign trail and everything else. So, I don't know. Do y'all have any initial reactions? Any shock value? Just anything that really stood out to you from uh, from today? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in on that one. I just want to say, Chris Wallace asked horrible questions. Yeah. And he was not a good moderator. If any questions like he, at all. If any questions at all, right? Like his first question or first or second question was, why are you right in the argument you make against filling the Supreme Court seat? First of all, that is such a first, obviously I'm a teacher. So this is such like a fifth grade question. Why are you right? What are you talking about? Like make your case for it. But this is the way he asked those questions were so bad. And it opened up the door for Donald Trump to be a ridiculous bully. And I'm just, yeah, I'm I mean, that, very disappointed. That's super real, man, because you would notice, I think um, it was on record that Trump's campaign asked to have two minute interrupted uh, sessions or segments mm-hmm. for all the answers. But every time Joe Biden would say something, Trump would just come in like a yep. like an attack dog and just... Yeah. Um, Well, I was going to say that's Trump's strategy, and that's how he won in 2016. I mean, unfortunately, the American people and the American voter, they're not, you know, coming from, not all of them are coming from the ivory tower or, you know, not to sound elitist, but I feel like the average American voter goes off of personality and charisma. And Trump knows that, and he knows that if he's the loudest, the most boisterous, and the most confident, yes. that he will come off as a winner, even if what he's saying isn't true or isn't making sense. And yes. that's the edge that he had over Hillary Hillary Clinton. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't have that charisma. She wasn't as confident. Even though she's more poised and experienced, it just made her come off as inauthentic in the 2016 debates. So... He's using the same strategy. Yeah. yeah, and I'd like to add to that. Yeah, that's a that's an, a great point. And you can't. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, 
blame Chris Wallace for having to try to prepare for, for uh, you know, try to moderate a, a debate uh, when you have um, someone like President Trump who um, doesn't follow any guidelines, whether it be set by his team, whether it be set by any uh, debate commission. And then and this doesn't, this doesn't uh, dismiss the fact that yeah, Chris Wallace needed to ask more direct, harder questions um, because he 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 said throughout the entire debate, you know, this is what the, the American people want to hear. Like, you know, do this for the American people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a sense, mm-hmm. he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, um, being uh, he wasn't being a forceful moderator enough to get those answers out of either candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that, like, Donald Trump behaved exactly as we expected, right? When it came to interrupting, it came to deflecting, when he began to consistently lie about, you know, the results that he claims to have given us as Americans. And none of that was surprising. But I think my issue was Mm -hmm. more so that, like, Chris Chris Wallace opened the door for it. And Mm -hmm. instead of being like an honest to God journalist and like taking pride in your craft, you just allowed this man to get up there and lie to the American people. And I think that was, I think that was professionally dishonest of Chris Wallace to do. That's where my Mm -hmm. issue comes in. He he was definitely playing into the whole sensationalization of, of the debate. Like for him, this is, this may be a plus in his in his career, right? That you know he's he's a part of uh, a moderator of one of the most uh, contested uh, debates that we've seen in our our lives in anyone's life. Whoever watched that debate uh, has ever seen anything as low and as disorganized and as uh, just unpresidential. Um, and I'm going yes. to and I'm going to say that for 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 both candidates. You know? Yes. I agree. Yeah, I think it really got interesting when they uh, when they started talking about COVID because I thought uh, Joe Biden had a sense of redemption in, in some of his talking points. But one thing or one uh, one set of key words that Trump kept trying to kept trying to force upon uh, us as viewers was Joe will close the country. Joe will close the country. He made it an issue to I guess his base and everybody else out there that if we elect Joe Biden that the country will be closed because of his, what I guess would have been lack of response. And uh, he did touch on some interesting points. Uh, Trump noted that uh, Joe called him a xenophobe and a racist racist for wanting to to block China and wanting to uh, block block travel to China and then block travel to the UK. And I think comments like that really excited his base, not to pivot too Mm -hmm. far off to the, the distance, but then, the, the fact that he couldn't uh, denounce, you know, white supremacist groups, even though uh, his FBI director uh, labeled them as, I think it was the most dangerous threat to American security this year, or, or some strong threat to American security. I think Trump is really smart at kind of playing his words, and a lot of people don't give him enough credit for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think a lot, oh. go ahead, Julita. Oh, OK, thank you. Um, I was going to say, you know, I and we've all seen on Twitter, you know, when he couldn't denounce 
that those white supremacist groups, that was a very huge loss. And I think we could all agree on that because we've seen the Republican strategy this election cycle be really um, a lot more, not aggressive, but a lot more proactive with the African-American community, not because they know they can win uh, black voters over completely, but they're trying to at least pull in a few more percent because that can make a difference. And I feel like the Republicans have mm-hmm. done a lot more engagement with the African American community in this election than I've ever seen. Um, they're, they've put out their best black conservative front men and women. But I feel like when Trump made that comment, any black person that was on the fence has probably said, nah, I can't do this anymore. So that was a really, to me, a really big loss. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, and I, and I think it I think it plays back into the whole notion that we can't, these candidates, like in 2016, um, Secretary Clinton continued, instead of focusing on the issues um, and, and what, it, focusing on the issues without swooping to Trump's level uh, while he's blurting out like complete nonsense. It takes away from, you know, people who are going to be undecided voters, whether you're 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 black conservatives or, uh, you know, um, undecided, you know, young voters, which are going to be the tipping point of any election. Um, And Biden, Biden at point was, I would say, much better um, than Hillary in 2016 at ignoring the fact that he may have a few quips here and there, a few zingers, but getting back on track to the issues at least. But you can tell that he was flustered and and at points, you know, try to try to uh, say what his platform was. But I don't even think that. The platform is substantial enough on on either side, um, and Biden showed that with like you know the whole. Well, we don't know what the you know with the whole COVID response. Uh, his issue is Biden's Biden's main point was listen to the scientists, listen to the to the experts out there who are saying you know if if we're going to rebuild our economy or you know we wouldn't have to had shut down our economy to the to the point in which we did um, if we had followed these certain guidelines and we wouldn't have to uh, 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 be in a position where we're in an equal or greater recession than we were in 2008, joblessness, etc. Um, but playing into the word games with Donald just takes away from uh, the other candidate being able to speak to what we need to do moving forward and i give i give biden a, a c minus grade on that yeah you definitely you definitely can see his frustration uh, i think it was that moment when uh it was a few moments like this but it was a moment when joe biden was like man will you shut up and i'm just like i'm like oh yeah you let this dude get up under the skin now like yeah ugh. oh but okay so i'm not a joe biden stand by any measure but like we've been watching Donald Trump make an ass of himself since the middle of 2015 and anybody that 
is even remotely interested in politics at like a basic level knows for a fact that like Donald Trump should just shut up. <laughs> so I don't I don't see anything wrong with his reaction because we all wanted to say it. And like the reason that people like mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton was not allowed to say this or even Carly Fiorina, who me and her probably have like no ideological um like agreements on. They can't say it just because of like sexism. Yes. Yes, who was running in 2015, you know, for it to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. But as women, yeah, we want to say, just please shut up all the time. And there are so many uh-huh. Donald Trumps in positions of leadership and who talk over you and who are just so loud, just loud and wrong. And you hear somebody like Joe Biden mm-hmm. say, just shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have the experience. I I, I have the background mm-hmm. to to know what I'm talking about. It was refreshing to me. And great analysis mm-hmm. because, yeah, Hillary, I can tell. But it, it's almost like a catch-22 because yes. Hillary, you know, I can tell she was trying to keep that decorum and not you know feed into it because of the sexism and the double standards but then as a result she got trampled over but if she had said anything if she had stood up stood her ground or stood up for herself it would have been nasty woman to she would have got labeled way worse than nasty woman Mm -hmm. oh yeah one comment Mm -hmm. like out of one comment of just like frustration and anger and there's no denying that like Hillary Clinton was qualified to be president. But yeah. we as a country, you know, we allow rich white men to get away with murder. Mm. Like quite literally, yeah. we allow them to get away with murder. And this is why we're in the position that we're in. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, our sexism as a country, our racism as a country, our xenophobia as a country. And when Joe Biden mm-hmm. called that out. He wasn't wrong. But mm-hmm. it's hard to make that point to Trump's base when he has amplified their victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Trump has amplified yeah, his what the, bases. Yeah. Yes, amplified Trump's bases victim mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's and aside from it, yeah, that's that's completely right. And I hope that, that as a nation we could we can move forward from uh, you know and, and this is why i'm so looking forward to and this is going to be a different debate when the vice presidential candidates debate right oh, absolutely um uh, because i because hey, it, it's going to be leaked because i i think there's going to be pence who's who's had who has um experience in public office um you know he at least has some form of decency even though his his record is abysmal um you know he could at least stand on a stage and let the other person speak um but aside aside from that like the point of um one of the statements that trump made to vice president biden talking about whether or not he he trusted pfizer or johnson and johnson um in relation to releasing the vaccine that that was a great opportunity and this is why and this is why there's some some skepticism about you know whether or not 
Biden will rein in on a big pharmaceutical companies, etc., um, and not allow uh, pharmaceutical companies to continue to wrangle our our healthcare system and uh, 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 put up barriers to access to healthcare. Um, and I thought that it was like a lost opportunity for for Biden to you know say what his healthcare plan was. Um, and that, you know, reassure people like myself and other folks who aren't, aren't too privy with, you know, pharmaceutical companies, uh, uh, given, given the reins on, uh, you know, how to direct our healthcare system forward. Um, and a lot of that is obviously due to, you know, it, the president being on the, on the other side, but I hope for the next debate that Biden could come with a more uh, layout his his healthcare plans a lot more, even if it's not related to COVID, because now it's it's a it's a you know how can we rebuild? We know we we know the faults that have been highlighted due to uh, due to the pandemic. Um, we want to know how can uh, you know what's the plan to fix it? You know if it if it's if it's not confirming. Uh, Justice Barrett uh, in order to protect the ACA or if it's, you know, coming up with a, with a plan to bolster Obamacare and and have it even more accessible than it is now, um, it needs to be said. I'm actually really glad that you brought up, um, what is her name, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett? The, uh, is that her name? The Supreme Court. Yes, voice? I'm actually really glad that he brought her up. Yeah, Justice Barrett. Yeah. Because it is such a slap in the face, again, to women that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and opened these doors up for, you know, women to walk through these legal, like, barriers that we've had for so long. And based off of, like, what this woman has written over the course of her career and the cases that she has defended and the positions that she has openly taken... It is very clear that this woman, if she is confirmed, she will go into the Supreme Court and shut those doors behind her. And it is just deeply offensive that the Republican Party has rallied behind this woman. And, you know, we're not allowed to criticize her because then it's a, oh, well, you guys are being sexist because you can't criticize women or you have like a religious discrimination against her because she's Catholic when that's not the fact. The fact of the matter is this woman is harmful. Mm -hmm. This woman is dangerous to human rights across the board. And it, it like it is mind blowing the mental gymnastics that will be like done to justify nominating this woman to the Supreme Court before the presidential election. Mm -hmm. That is baffling to me. Mm -hmm. So do you, uh, I think, Diamond, I think. oh, yeah. I was going to ask Diamond, so what did you think of uh, Joe Biden, Vice President Biden's comment that Roe versus, Roe v. Wade is on the ballot and Trump interrupted and said, no, it's not. You don't know what's on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw what, that and I was like, <laughs> Ooh, I don't think he's like knows what a ballot looks like. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you agree with that comment? Do you think that was a legitimate thing to 
say from uh, Biden that Roe v. I, Wade is on the on the I think ballot? it is a legitimate comment. I, I really do. And the reason that I think it's legitimate is because I think she's already, I think I can look it up and I will send Richard a link that he can put in the, the little episode notes so he can fact check me. But I'm like 90% sure that she had, she believes or she's hinted at Roe, being Wade, Roe v. Wade being wrongly decided. And she doesn't believe in precedent. Like she believes that like the precedent of the 50s, 60s and 70s civil rights movement being overturned and that is a problem for us as minorities and Jalita you and I specifically as women that like that's a problem so yeah I do believe that (laughs) that Roe v. Wade is on the ballot and and to and to add to that and and like and this is this is you know what's been uh, in in circles um, and criticizing Vice President Biden is like yeah, is he is he mentally is he mentally all there? And, and I'm sure what he meant wasn't that. Like I would say, yeah, Roe v. Wade is on the ballot. You know, mm-hmm. whoever whoever's elected on November third uh, comes with a, a, a laundry list of issues um, that are potentially uh, fighting for their survival, including you know if. if if Trump wins, that's a confirmation for Judge Barrett. Um, we can't foresee what the future is, but considering her record, yeah, I would say Roe v. Wade is at stake. No, and, that, and that's definitely fair. And I mean, that, that brings us to an interesting point. You know, with the election, I mean, damn near being a month away, early voting has definitely already started. With the election being like a month away, what can we do to maybe inspire people who maybe aren't that passionate about voting for Joe Biden and, you know, kind of want to write in a, a Kanye West or want to write in that third party just out of spite? How do, how do we make sure? I'm not going to say make sure because at the end of the day, people will vote, they will vote for it and it's a democracy as you should vote for whoever. But for those who do want to vote for Joe Biden and maybe not see Trump doing that another term, how do we inspire those people to get excited about a candidate that a lot of people just aren't truly excited about? Did we watch the same debate? <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did. <laughs> wow, that's a tough question because there's so much chaos and confusion that's gone on you know, during this election, I'll be honest, I go back and forth. I'm not going to pretend that I'm so sold on voting. Um, I have my reasons. I kind of err on the side of a conspiracy theorist, so I'm not even going to get into that. But But you live in like a democratic stronghold, right? Yeah, California. Right, so you're voting. Diamond, are you in Mississippi? I don't want to say it won't matter, but it... Yeah, it's not a swing state. It's not it's a not swing state. state. Whereas yeah. I live in Michigan, where yeah. you think about how uh, Donald Trump won this state by like single digit votes per yeah. county mm-hmm. in 2016. That is a problem yeah. for me. Like, yeah. I have to vote. Like, it's not an option for me. Yeah. yeah. I guess my thing is, I almost feel 
a little, you know, disenchanted. Like, I don't know yeah. what the result is going to be either way. Like, I, I, to be honest, mm -hmm. I can't see the, the difference. Well, I don't want to say I can't see the difference. I just feel things are a little foggy right now. Right. And I, I don't yeah. know if by voting Democrat, if there will actually be radical change or will it be change that we have to continue to work on and we can look forward to two and three yeah. years down the line. You know, like, will right. there be change or will there not yeah. be change if I vote Democrat? Because I know if I vote Republican, which I won't, but hypothetically, mm -hmm. it's probably going to go, mm -hmm. like, drastically right. Whereas if I vote left, it's probably just going to stay where things are. I don't know. I just, I can't, I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm getting honest genuine answers from <laughs> from the left i know i know how the right True. feels but i don't really know how the left feels for sure because you know on one hand they want to court you know social justice warriors but on the other hand they want to be a little conservative and trump did call out biden and he said i don't and know what you are please right and trump said well biden we don't even know what you are, are you are you the left or are you not i can't tell <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Julia, you're, you're right with that. And, and uh, to to your question, uh, Richard, there's a lot of there's a lot of people disenchanted, disillusioned, uh, who've been on the outside forever, whether or not they Democratic stronghold state, Republican stronghold state, whether or not you're in the urban centers or or out in the out in the burbs and rural areas. Um, the fact of the matter is that when to win an election, um, it's it's not about it's not just solely about registered voters. You got to get the people. It's all it's it's about undecided voters, and this is from my experience: undecided voters and new voters. If those new voters are 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 uh, you know, age, let's say age eighteen to twenty four, who've only known about this about. Uh, a system that has repeatedly worked against them, no matter who was in office, of course, they're going to see this. And, you know, as as black folks in America, we see this as like, all right, now we've been dealing this. We've been dealing with this for for forever. It's just the white folks who are who are now uh, uh, who, who are now having to deal with their cousins, their family members, their their extended uh, uh, they're extending community networks um, right. to call them out on what's been swept under the rug for centuries, um, and uh, and I feel that right now, after, like watching that debate, that first thirty minutes of that motherfucker debate, I was <laughs> like, I can't believe that in the United States in the uh, United States of America, these are our two options, our two best options. And I right. people say we've chosen the lesser or we have to choose the lesser of two evils and you give us this BS, of course people are gonna be like right. No, I'm not I'm not gonna vote. And I, and I, and I and I think it's it does a great disservice. Um and I think it's uh um, um what's the word? Um but I think it does a great disservice when you have like influencers and pundits mm -hmm. who vote shame people and say or like oh i'm not into politics of course people aren't into politics because you know if you go in new york and 
you know, you have people who've been living in Niger developments and public housing their entire lives without a uh, without a, a, a ladder to to move upward and democratically led cities, uh, regions, states, governors, you know, presidents over time. Of course, they're going to feel like they like politics doesn't work for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I and I, I think this has become a vicious cycle. And when it comes to radical change, yeah, I know Angela Davis mentioned like, yeah, I, I don't fully support Biden and his policies and his and his, right. and his past record. Um, but but in order who's going to give us the better chance to to organize and operate in a way that we could potentially um, um, potentially win the when uh, when the ends that we want. That's by voting Biden. I think that's I think that's on the on the privileged side, good. But for people who've been on the outskirts and marginalized in society, that's just a slap in the face. Devil's advocate. So I've been seeing a debate amongst some black people on Twitter. Like, you know, uh, I guess you can say more pro-black, less political leaning uh, pundits or talking heads on Twitter saying that even though Republicans, you know, are in bed with the KKK and white supremacists, the Republican Party is the only, has been so far the only group that's offered something tangible to African-Americans in this election cycle. Whether we want to make fun of Donald Trump's platinum plan Biden and his team have, you know, kind of skated around black issues. And when black issues are brought up, they use cohorts like black and brown or people of color, and then kind of make grandiose, nebulous claims of what they're going to do. And you don't even know what the plan or the what the tangible is. Donald Trump is saying, I got the platinum no. plan. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know what? Here's my counter argument. I got the right? platinum plan. Yeah. There's <laughs> only ahead. there's only one party in this election. Obviously, I'm talking about a two-party system. There's only one party that is actively trying to take away your rights. Mm-hmm. And that is the Republican Party. Okay. Full stop. <laughs> like we're not. We're not gonna play these mental gymnastics, or we're not gonna we're not gonna do this with the whole text. <laughs> like, okay, we're done. Okay. <laughs> no, mm. there's a case that is coming and, up and, the and week to, after the election. Point. Oh, I'm sorry. No, there's a case that's coming up the week after the election about the Affordable Care Act. What uh-huh. are they talking about? Y'all trying mm-hmm. to snatch? Y'all trying to snatch healthcare away from people in the middle of a global pandemic? That alone should be enough mm-hmm. to kill this party mm-hmm. like to kill the actor like you know what i'm saying like that should be enough to say that republicans do not deserve to govern this country mm-hmm. anymore because you've decided mm-hmm. that voting is life or death and that is extreme mm-hmm. no we're not going to get into this mm-hmm. with i'm done <laughs> and and, and diamond, understood the diamond out and diamond i will push back push back on that one um because it Trump made a and yeah, look. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not supporting Trump or but he made a good point, right? 
when he brought up uh, when the, the whole conversation turned to like tax return, right? Uh, and and I'm going back to so your comment about cutting cutting healthcare in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I worked I was working in the New York Senate and Governor Cuomo as our governor here in New York State. Uh, and during the pandemic, this guy was successful in, in, in cutting $43 million in, uh, in, in, in healthcare. Um, the successful. Um, and, you know, he, he's supposed to be the king of New York, the, you know, the, 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 the beacon of the pandemic. Um, um, but he goes to show, and, and this is, then again, uh, when, it, when the conversation centered around taxes, Trump made a point that. You're breaking up. You're Wait, breaking hold on, up. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, Ramses. I feel like you're making some good points, but your mic semi went out right there. So maybe back it up yeah. like uh, 30, 45 seconds and, and repeat that. Because you start, you start, we lost you. 30, 45 seconds, that's the entire thing. All right, well, realistically, like 20. Uh, it was like 20. No, it was right, right. like so, okay. 10 seconds. It was okay, like, like 10. 15. Okay, maybe I overestimated. Well, yeah, we lost you a little bit. What was the last thing? Taxes. Last thing you, heard? you were like, get the part about taxes. Yeah, so. Oh. So, so when it when it when it comes to taxes, uh, like in it in it on a more localized level, um, in a democratically elected city um, and state, um, yeah, there you know, uh, uh, Trump when he mentioned that, oh yeah, you guys are you guys are the reason that I, I have these sort of tax privileges. Yeah, he's right in a sense because here in New York, here in New York State. They're real estate developers who get 30-year tax abatements um, and who evade taxes um, and record numbers. And like, like tax tax evasion is the, the way of uh, the American corp- uh, 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 corporatocracy um, and capitalist system. Um, and this has been created. It, it's it's been a it's been a bipartisan issue for. Uh, you know, well back into the 60s over, you know, there's been trillions of dollars either evaded on the federal level um, um, where corporations are paying their fair shares of tax or using tax loopholes uh, to send their, send, you know, would be tax money to, you know, uh, uh, tax havens and tax sanctuaries um, throughout the world. Um, and I don't support, I don't, I don't want to, I don't support the fact that Republicans are are sold solely to blame when it comes to systems that were created and have been supported uh, and reinforced by both parties and by both leaderships because I see it happen here every day in in New York State. So are you saying that you don't buy into the idea that because Donald Trump is a Republican and he kind of evaded his taxes that he's um, some type of like microcosm or symbol of, you know, uh, like how Republicans facilitate and like how this culture of culture, um, what's the word, Um, not collusion, Corruption. Is that what you're saying? You're saying that this is not a partisan thing. Well, no, this is just no, I, a rich and wealthy I just, thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a class capitalist class thing, and I, I think we should hold everyone accountable who's a part of, of making this system run. 
Um, and uh, we, I, I think it's, um, I think it's a, a tone deaf when it comes from pundits that, you know, tax evasion is, is, is something that is just strictly a conservative thing, you know? Or, 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 you know, creating a tax code that, that benefits, you know, wealthy developers and, you know, just the wealthy class in general. Like, yeah, fuck, how much, you know, Bezos is where we, we've been talking about Bezos for, you know, damn near, you know, uh, um, since he made his first billion. Um, but a lot of that money come from, you know, R&D from, from the federal government and, you know, our trade agreements that allows for this sort of uh, evasion from, you know, corporations and very wealthy Americans. Understood. So, yeah, basically, and I feel like, so some of what you said and a lot of other issues kind of get lost in this whole partisan thing. Like the United States is so, I mean, it's always been by, well, not always, but it's been bipartisan for a while, but it's getting like, the line is getting stronger and stronger. Like the divide is getting so strong to where it's like, you can't even talk about an issue objectively. And then it's just like, things just get extrapolated and projected and you don't even know. I don't even think people are like just thinking critically anymore. Like it's just automatic, like a, if you can get dirt on someone, it's like a ha-ha, gotcha, you know, instead of people saying things like you just mm-hmm. said, like, this is just, this is a part, this is classism, this isn't Donald Trump, this is happening everywhere, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Donald Trump is just the one that got exposed, right? right. And, yeah. you know, especially when you, for some reason, he decided to run for president of the United States, which in my opinion is a horrible idea. But, you know, when you decide to put yourself in such a public position, we're gonna start looking for answers. And the answers were, you know, the taxes we paid, $750 in federal taxes in 2016 and 2017. That is a problem. This is coming from me as a school teacher who's paying a couple grand in taxes and like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like, I have, you know, the most thankless job, not the most thankless job, but I have a very thankless job and I'm still paying more in taxes than my president. That is a problem. Full stop. And yeah. it's not just a problem for me. Yeah. It's a problem for the entire middle class. It's a problem when we got millions of people um, unemployed. It's a problem when you got, again, people a potentially getting kicked off of their health care insurance this is a problem so the tax code is not a partisan mm. issue it needs to be reevaluated and it needs to be reset and then i even noticed mm-hmm. when he brought up you know this goes back to the 1920s economy that led to the great depression yeah what led to the great depression was the deregulation and the fact that wealthy people were not paying taxes that's what led to the great depression mm-hmm. so He's so willing to spit out these facts, but he's not realizing that he's burying himself in what we all already know. This is going to lead to a clusterfuck if it hasn't already. Yeah. There should act, there should be collective scrutiny when it comes to like nuance, uh, you know, uh, issues like this, like surrounding tax code, surrounding who runs our healthcare system surrounding you know why you know 
the 1033 program, which uh, which which uh, militarized the police force surrounding, you know, the the three hundred billion dollars that we send Israel every 10 years um, um, and therefore is radicalized or continues to radicalize our foreign policy positions in the Middle East and and and, and around the world. Um, and uh, I think people and and I see white folks do this a lot often now. They just they point their finger and they blame Donald Trump when you know they've been a part of the problem for forever. Guys, this conversation has been very insightful. I came with the <laughs> idea as a moderator, but much like Chris Wallace, you guys took over and did a, a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> y'all sh- y'all shared a lot of insight on this, definitely. Um, yeah. But. You know, it is late on the East Coast, so we probably are going to wrap things up now. Once again, I do appreciate all of y'all hopping on the can I mention, Oh yeah. Can I mention one thing? Go for it. Um, just just quickly. This is going to be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm some conspirator, but we have a constitutional crisis on our hand. The president mentioned, and we, and we, and we know this, the president mentioned on election day, that counting these ballots is going to take a couple of days, a couple of weeks. It's going to take months. We will not have a president elect by the by the middle of January. And I believe that both sides are going to do whatever they can to dispute every single ballot that comes uh, through through board of elections across the country. Um, and this and this is something that we all need to prepare for. Uh, um, and it's. It's honestly the most frightening thing that I, I think we're going to experience. Uh, but you know, we just have to be ready by January twenty-first not to be swearing in a president. Oh, I mean, this is going to be Bush versus Gore times a hundred, just a thousand. Like you know, like it's it's about to be a mess. And the minute you prepare for it, like the calmer you will be, because yeah, it's coming. Yeah, January will definitely be a shit show. Um, I mean, I'm saying November 4th. Oh, like, yeah. be prepared then. Like, we, November 4th, that Wednesday, you're not going to work. Don't worry about it. We, we all might have to come back together and uh, have some white November party. 3rd is my birthday, by the way. Hey. It's hey. my mom's birthday. Scorpio season. Oh, yeah, me and mama got to say, hey. Yes, that's my okay. mama's we, birthday. We, we definitely got to maybe come back together and have, like, some virtual white claws in honor of the uh, oh, birthday oh. celebration. <laughs> in honor of our democracy. In honor of democracy, in honor of Scorpio. What, what, what democracy, actually? <laughs> Ooh, don't get me started on that, because they mentioned the Constitution and Black people, mm-hmm. and... Woo, what a sentence. And, and, one, and one thing led to another, man. Well, Yeah, what a sentence. Like, they did not write yeah. that for us. Well, like I said, guys, <laughs> thank you all. <laughs> thank you all for, for joining the pod, man. Um, yeah, I know I, I know, I got, I know, I kept you guys up past, uh, past the bedtimes and whatnot, but... Uh, Amen. No, man, I do appreciate it. Y'all gave some great insight. And yeah, looking forward to releasing this and, and letting the public hear some uh, some good insight from some some seasoned uh yeah so when are you giving us our gift cards <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to reach out to my boy bezos first and i'll get him uh next day delivered to you guys Ugh, yeah. i didn't even reach slander out. bezos so i deserve one <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, all right. I'm going to slam my fucking till either of us croak. All right, everybody. I hope you guys found that conversation to be pretty insightful. I definitely had fun recording it. And yeah, feel free to reach out with questions or uh, comments, dissenting opinions, anything. Um, I'm definitely open to engage, debate, or facilitate a conversation of uh, whatever topic may may be. But this has been this week's episode of More Than Us. And make sure you register to vote if you are planning to vote this election season. All the deadlines are coming up. So look into whatever state you're in. And yeah, have a good one.